got what it takes to be a maverick To become a legend of the super pick Triple captain bench booth or a wild card It's not a double game week, these decisions are hard We've got 45 minutes on this podcast To guide you through so you don't come dead last But we know it's all about the differentials Or will you captain Salah again this week? FPL Mavericks FPL Mavericks FPL Mavericks FPL Mavericks Welcome to FPL Mavericks We are back after a week in the wilderness of FPL Scotty, my brother, how are you? Yeah, good mate uh, excited to be on the podcast. It's the first first ever podcast I've ever done, actually. So, yeah, yeah. good man making a debut. And Mike Knight, my brother from another mother. How are you, my friend? Yeah, real good, thank you. Real good. I'm glad that the football's back this weekend. Um, missed it last weekend. Uh, so yeah, happy to get going. Good man. Well, last time I had you two in a room, I think was in a whiskey bar on top of the table in Moscow, but that's for another story for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Remember correctly, Mike the Knight getting chucked out. Yeah, no, no, dancing on tables wasn't accepted in the middle of Moscow nightclubs. Not me, apparently. Sat in the corner steaming with your top off. Probably. (laughs) 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 We digress. That's why you're a maverick, Mike. Um, so everyone listening to the show, welcome back. Um, Mike has been on the show a couple of times now. Scott, this is your first time, but I'm expecting big things. Um, both been playing football, fantasy football for a while. Um, Mike, I think you've had a couple of decent seasons in the past. Um, how have you you started quite well this season, haven't you, mate? Not too bad. I think in uh, in the Twitter league, I'm 26. Um, so not too bad um i think our team's going downhill from this week uh i think probably touch on it obviously missing players um or missing games that the players should be in but yeah okay okay start yeah good man and and scotty um i think you're doing quite well as well aren't you i had a good start this season um sort of tailed off Uh, i had to like if I was going to look at sort of average points, probably above average across the whole of FPL. But I think in the uh, in the Bamford sort of league at the moment, which is a tough league, by the way, there's quite a lot of you know sweaty boys in there playing FPL, <laughs> 63rd. So, um, you know, the boys getting the Excel spreadsheets out and all that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, no, I think sort of last two, three years is when I've sort of, properly been trying with FPL but yeah I think I'm not bad anyway yeah mate that, that's decent well look it'll be great to get your insights today especially with you boys both based in the UK with the the death uh, of the Queen and, and obviously the disruption to the fixtures we'll have a little chat around who we like for the next couple of weeks and um, maybe a little bit of strategy my night you always like a different take on strategy so it'd be good to prick your brain there um, we'll jump into the um, Maverick picks and what they are, and then we'll go over Maverick captain and upset of the week, which some people have been nailing each week. So I'm, I'm hoping for no different from you boys. Jumping into the Twitter league hasn't changed, obviously. Um, I think we've still got Jared Wallace um, at the top there in 423. So that's a nice little score, I think. Um, Nick Murphy uh, and Chris Bay are also up there. So all for grabs. Be really interesting to see if people have used their wild card because with the Queen's death and postponements, I think we've got Man United Leeds as a postponement. We've got Chelsea Liverpool as a postponement. And forgive me, I can't. Uh, I think it's Chris Palace. Palace. Yeah, yeah, that one was was already postponed, right? Because of the rail strikes, uh, and then they they did, weren't going on. But it was too late to sort of 
put it back on. So yeah, still didn't postponed. they um, didn't they cancel the train strikes because of the Queen's death yeah. as well? So therefore, there wasn't any train strikes. Yeah, yeah. So it but makes it even still more postponed. weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essentially. Um. So yeah, obviously the games are going ahead. There's no major, from what I see, difficult games. Like there's there's a couple of teams that we're probably going to target, and and I, I'll leave them, um, for the Mavericks. But yeah, is there is there any banana skins for any teams? Like Wolves, Man City is the one I'm potentially thinking about. They're they're just playing, um, Dortmund at home, and they're currently one 0 down. So, um, how do you feel that game's going to go, Mike? Um. I think City will, City will do what City have done, really. Maybe they'll start slow, but they've, they've always come through and, and, and pulled through and you know, got points um, in every game, even if you know the draw at Newcastle wasn't the result they wanted. Um, but they, they just look phenomenal this season. I think they, they really do. And I think in an away loss in... Champions League is only going to fuel them. We saw last season, you know, they, they, when they lost the next game, they came back. They were, you know, kicked up a gear, really. So if they do lose tonight, um, I have no doubt that they will dispatch Wolves uh, on the weekend. And Scotty, have you, have you held Haaland for most of the season? Seeing as though my team name is always sort of Stuck around Salah, uh, this year's name being No Salad, No Salah. Um, I sort of kept Salah in for the first few games, and then I sort of bit the bullet, and I was like, he's he's out of form. Um, and then I switched to Harland, and he had his two hat trick weeks, which was a great switch. Um, but yeah, for Villa and Wolves, it's it's going to be a cricket score. Um, it's going to be a Harland, Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, it's it's just I I can't see Wolves. You know, even getting a goal, I reckon I could go as far as to say that, you know, City could win 4-0 and it'll be a breeze. They're that good this season, I think. Haaland is... I, 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 was, I didn't believe in the whole hype of Haaland. I thought, Premier League, it's going to be different, it's going to be tough. But my God, I was wrong. He was incredible. Right? <laughs> Haaland, Haaland or is what, you know... How old was Messi when he won the Ballon d'Or? Low 20s? I think this if he keeps performing like this in the Premier League, this, you know, I'm calling it now basically. But yeah, on on the on the fixture, I think City are going to absolutely decimate Wolves. Yeah, fair play. I mean, I might I might save my um, my thoughts, but <laughs> Wolves have just uh, brought in the big man, Diego Costa. Have you seen his uh, entrance video? With the wolves, yeah, how good the wolves on the, the the metal chains, yeah, it's good. <laughs> speaking of I, speaking of, uh, that's a bit a bit of a digression, but speaking of um, like intro videos, have you seen the? Oh, I want to say it's Burnley, but now I wish that I knew for sure. But there's been some ridiculous, like they did, like the prices right deal or no deal, like yeah, intro videos was great. Yeah. Burnley are great. Like fair play to the Twitter account. Um, you, you've got to enjoy that one. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. Like we'll we'll maybe chat about the the Man City Wolves game in a bit in a bit more detail. They're currently one nil down. Um, they're looking a strong position for the Premier League, um, and I can see why most people do have Kevin De Bruyne and Haaland. Um, I think with the ninety minutes that Haaland's played. Tonight, you'd think previously there'd be some rotation. However, because of the break, he probably won't get rotated now. So FPL managers aren't going to have to worry. Um, second game and second team I want to speak about. Um, I think this is a big test because Arsenal lost to Brentford at home in the first game of last season. Brentford are obviously a decent outfit. They've just lost to Man United. They were spoken about as the title challengers. I know they're still top of the table, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Scotty, what do you think of Arsenal at the moment? Have you seen much I of think, 
yeah, to be honest, Arsenal are the team that I've been tuning in to the most, just because I think they're playing the most attractive football in the Premier League at the moment. I think it's taken a bit of time for Arteta to sort of find his feet with his team, but yeah, they, they just did look like they really sort of gelled together for Jesus' incredible side, and he's just a joy to watch. Um, yeah, I just think they're just they, they play some really attractive football, very sort of Man City esque, but it feels like Arteta lets them play with a bit more artistic license. They like to run at the players, and you know, there's a there's a bit more risk to it. Um, I think the loss to you know the loss to Man United wasn't great. I thought they played pretty well first sort of sixty minutes of that game, but like you say, I don't think they've got a good track record to against Arsenal. Uh, Brentford are very much like Brighton, you know, they're going to be a tough game, um, you know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a draw, um, but I think it's, you know, it's got everything that it needs to be a good game, and yeah, Brentford are no pushover, so it'll be a good game, and I think, but yeah, I think Arsenal, my prediction for the season for Arsenal will probably be that they'll, they'll probably go toe-to-toe with City till the end, and they might not have the consistency like Man City and just get hit by them, but I can see Arsenal being the top three definitely this year. I think they're fantastic. If they finish well towards sort of Christmas time or the World Cup, then yeah. A good overview, mate. And Mike, how do you see um, Arsenal's defence at the moment? Have you have, have they improved with Saliba and Jesus and Zinchenko and all the rest of them? Have you had many assets in your FPL team? I think that they definitely have improved um, and I haven't as of yet had an Arsenal defender in my team. Um, I think I, I, I'm going to move to try and get, get one in, potentially move out Trent, uh, try and get some funds um, for elsewhere because, it, you know, there are no points there. It's a lot of money to be had uh on one player who's not really bringing in consistent points um but yeah i look at quite i quite i'd quite like to bring in um gabriel defender gabriel my begins with an m and is brazilian um hey, you should be able to pronounce that easily yeah well teach, teach us some portuguese Mike, and i oh uh, i no i'm too embarrassed but uh, I'm not good enough yet to to be confident in 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 my ability, so I'm going to let that slide and, and, and not do it today. But back to Arsenal's defence, um, yeah, I, I, I do think they're pretty organised. I, I, I do think Ramsdale's got a mistake in him. Yeah, I agree. Not necessarily flapping, but I don't. I think positionally, he lets himself down sometimes. And he is susceptible, uh, whatever that word is, at the near post. It gets done there a lot. So, you know, that potentially you're going to lose clean sheets there. And I think they, they turn off a little bit as well at times as, as a unit. But that said, they're a really good side. Um, as you said, Scott, they're playing some really, really nice stuff. And I think they'll not carry this... God, it's not difficult to say carry this form because they've just come off the back of a loss, but they, they did look really well. I think they'll, they'll have a slump at, at some point, um, is my prediction, based on not much, but a feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think both of you, your points are very valid. Like, I, when I watch Arsenal, like, you can see they they kind of like a, a soft version of Man City, which I like, because sometimes when I watch Man City, I see too many preordained move, moves and tactics and styles of play, which I think belongs in modern football. Whereas Arsenal, you can tell they still have that artistic license to go forward and, and attack teams and be unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, with its own cost, right? Because sometimes that's going to affect the back of the pitch. And from an FBL point of view, that's why I haven't personally been bringing in Arsenal players they're in my defense because they're still leaky um i agree with the ramsdale point i think he is just a couple more consistent spells away from taking 
Pickford's spot. I really think um, Pickford is in an England shirt. Actually, although he's he's had some amazing games, it's, it can be quite shaky. I think he's got he's he's, he's close to taking. Him. I feel like if Pickford stays at Everton and Everton get a relegation battle and, and Pickford starts making mistakes before the World Cup, who knows? But again, Southgate. But I think this is this is a, a, a narrative I think that's put on England's number one. Um I have been critical of Pickford in the past um because I don't think he commands the box as well as other goalkeepers. Um but I would say he does though. I would say he does command the box well and his distribution's amazing. For me he does. He's, he's coming for crosses. That's that's the thing for me. Like there, there are, he doesn't come for as many crosses as I think he should, um, and he doesn't control that box like other top, like the very very top goalkeeper uh, goalkeepers do. Um, he was had a really good season last season. Was Everton's uh, player of the year. Um, started this season phenomenally. Like the performances against um, Chelsea and. Uh, and Liverpool, really, really good. Um, but he, there's always that. It should he be number one? There's always that question mark, right? And there's always going to be that question mark about about England's number one because there are other decent goalkeepers, Ramsdale, Pope, um, Henderson, all kind of knocking at, at that door. Um, but I honestly think there's no way he loses that position in in England's team in the World Cup. Unless he's injured, he's England's number one. And I, I think good. It's, it's mad to think any different. It's a good problem to have, though, isn't it? I mean, the three goalkeepers that you take in the World Cup are Ramsdale, Pickford, and I'd say Pope. Like, yeah. that is, in terms of goalkeepers, that's a good, that's a good problem for Southgate. So, if anything... It's I'd a mentality thing as well. Like, you look back at all the England goalkeepers, probably, you know... Since since we any of us can remember anyway, Seaman's probably you know one of the first that, that I really remember, and they've all made a mistake really in an England in mm. an England top, um, mm. and I think it's a very difficult position to play uh, because there is that pressure on you. Pickford hasn't, so why put in another goalkeeper that potentially might make that mistake? It's you don't know unless it happens, but you've got proven or you've got unproven. Yeah. No, for sure. I think um, I think Southgate, keep, you know, he's loyal to his players. Um, but I would too say too loyal it, to some, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I'd say, look, you know, people like Maguire not playing games. If if not, not that this is happening to people at the moment. He's probably had a, you know a couple of ups and downs. But if he starts having a shocker on the run in, and Arsenal and Ramsdale, which we've seen. He's top of the table, making amazing saves like that save he made at Leicester sticks out in my mind. Then you never know how that could change the the guy's mind, but probably not. Um, and you're moving on. Go on. Final point on that because potentially, well, he's injured at the moment, Pickford. So I don't think he'll play on the weekend. Um, and then obviously there's international break, which he won't go to. So there will be another goalkeeper uh, for England then. So. Still think you're mad to think any other, but who yeah. knows? Who knows, mate? Um, I want to talk about three things quickly before we jump into the Mavericks. I know I've been enjoying this chat so far. Um, Graham Potter, obviously, Terry picked from Brighton. Um, Scotty, what are your thoughts on on that? Do you think he just went for the money, or it was just time for him in his career to to take on a big job? Do you know what? It's if you're Graham Potter in that position, you just you can't turn it down, can you? Like it's it's such a horrible position to be in, but you've got to think this is the guy's job. You know, he's do you know he's got some sort of affinity with Leeds, so he started his managerial career at Leeds Carnegie. Yeah. Before paper talk, I don't know if this is true or not, but Leeds United were trying to get him before Jesse Marsh. And he's like, he's started at Sweden. He's had this really, really good career. He's now reached the pinnacle. You, you can hardly blame him. And I think, yeah, okay, uh, you know, that 200 odd million that spent, you know, it was from Tuchel. But, you know, he can still, with the team that he had at Brighton compared to the team that he had at Chelsea, I think, yeah, that 
I think I think he's going to be successful there. I just I just hope that you know this sort of bullish American owner doesn't ruin it for Chelsea, and he goes after a year, and it kind of you know puts a bad taste on things. But I'm I'm, I'm hoping he does well. Um, I mean, if you're a Brighton fan, obviously you'd be gutted. Um, but yeah, I you know I think I think he'll do good things at Chelsea. I think the biggest thing for Brighton as well wasn't just losing Potter, but he took his whole backroom staff. Yeah, and you know when you've 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 basically left um, Lalana as as player coach, you know he really has kind of decimated in that way. But you know you said before, is it the team? Is it money? You know I don't think those things have to be mutually exclusive. Like he's probably gone for for, for both. Yes, the money's nice, and you know also you can be working with a better calibre of players, um, which I don't think is unfair to say to Brighton. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I look forward to seeing what he does because I do like Potter. I, I think he is a very good coach. Yeah, I think it's a great advert for English managers in the Premier League. And I agree, Mike, I don't think they are mutually exclusive. It's just Chelsea. They play in the Champions League. They've played one game. Um, they're in the shout of the Premier League still, even though they've played horrendously badly. They're five points off top. Um, and, you know, looking, coming in from Graham Potter, he's got nothing to lose. He walks into yeah. that team. He's got the likes of Reese James. He's got the likes of Mason Mount, good English players. Um, he can, he can play his three at the back if he wants. He's got amazing wing backs. All Cucurellas followed him. <laughs> so let's hope <laughs> neutral basis. Um, now I'm hoping that the Chelsea wing backs and defence, I mean, look at their defence. Koulibaly is an amazing player. Mm-hmm. You get it right, and you, you're sweet. You've got a great defence. Um, so yeah, which, which was a bit... That's kind of question mark over too sure, right? Because he had that defensive unit so well organised, and that's what he won the, the Champions League off of the back of, is that defensive unit. And yeah, he lost he lost a couple of players, didn't he? Rudiger as one. But... It's not like he was shy of talent there. And for whatever reason, it just hasn't been able to emulate that defensive cohesion. Yeah, that's fair, mate. Um, just before I move on to the two other things while I've got you on, uh, Man City have just scored in the 80th and the 84th minute with two John months. Stones. John Stones, ex Everton boy, who Very I actually think is going to be playing for England for sure. And the second lad, you, you don't even have to guess who scores the winner. Um, the big, the, the big robot, man, the robot, and yeah, Hallandor, and and actually, Jude <sighs> scored for Dortmund there. So, um, Mike, before we jump into Leeds and see what Scott's uh, on the grand local review of them have been, um, Everton, you, you know, how have you started? What do you think is going to bring you this season? Yeah, um. I think we started okay, actually. Uh, I think it's easy, easy to look at the results in isolation and be like, well, you know, you, you're down there near the bottom with uh, three points or three draws we've, we've got. Is that right? Yeah, three draws. Um, four, three, four. So four points, sorry, we've got. Um, and they've all been draws, um, lost a couple. And it's easy, I think, to look at that and be like, you know, really struggling but actually it's not quite as bad as that it looks we played those games without a kind of recognized striker um we brought in a few players who look who look good i don't think our the expectation this season season should be you know top 10 i think if we finish 10 to 15th then i think it's, it's it's not a bad season um you know we were fighting relegation last season we we got by with a 86th minute goal against palace to make it 3-2 uh, going into this season with any sort of grand expectation was always going to be wrong we brought in a few players good players um and I think with that recruitment, we really put down a marker on the type of players that we want to bring in. Um, you know, leaders, personalities, a uh, big change from kind of spending 50, 60 million on a flashy striker who then 
doesn't do anything and is on ridiculous wages. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy actually. Um, all things considered, with where Everton are. And how do you think about this? Um, you know, obviously you've managed to keep Anthony Gordon. Um, yeah. Great effort now, I think, for Everton once they start to find some form and the fixtures are going to get easier. Um, does he go January or he's, do you reckon he'll stay? I don't think he'll go January. I think if if reported to be believed, it was a very... Uh, it was the American owner of Chelsea, right, who just liked his stats and almost like Moneyball-esque way because he likes his running, he likes his, his getting at people. Uh, and I think that's something that City don't have, I say Chelsea don't have too too much, like someone who's going to pick up the ball and like run at players. Um, so I think that's what he he wanted. By all accounts, Tuchel didn't fancy him. Now, obviously, we've got Potter, maybe it's going to be a different story, but I can't, can't see him leaving in January. If, the, you know, 50 million or 45, 40 million or whatever the actual offer was um, at Everton was to be believed and we would turn that down, um, start of the season and there's no reason you know you're talking like an extra 80 to let him go through uh in the middle of the season so can't see it yeah and scotty just a quick overview on on uh leads how they started what have you thought of oh. jesse marsh anyone you liked in particular uh what for leeds united in general or for the Brentford game uh leeds united in general sorry I think the signings that Jesse Marsh or Victor Ort has made, I think have been overall positive. Um, I think Sinistera looks really good. Um, I think, yeah, Aronson, obviously, the Medway, Messe, they call him in, um, in, in America, in the States. I think, yeah, it looks fantastic. He just looks relentless. Like, it just doesn't look like he could do a full 90 minutes and then do another full 90, 90 minutes on top of that. Um, just doesn't seem to get tired. Um, so really enjoying him sort of playing for Leeds now. One signing that I thought has been pretty shoddy from Leeds is um, is it Christensen or Aaron? I can't remember his name. Uh, sort of Nordic. The right. What's that? Sorry. Yeah, Christensen. I thought Christensen. I just yeah, I think the Premier League sort of. He, he just looks like he panics when he's on the ball. Um, which doesn't give you any confidence at all. When say when Melier is playing it from the back, it just looks like he's got a mistake in him. It just doesn't look settled when he's playing. So I don't think he's been great so far. So I think when Luke Ayling gets back fit, I think you know he'll fit quite nicely back into the Leeds team. Um, but overall, yeah, I think Leeds are, are pretty desperate for a striker now. I know a lot of the Leeds United fans are know you know boots on the ground down here is you know give Joe Gelhart the chance but I think he's awesome Joe Gelhart I genuinely think he would benefit more from a season on loan at a championship squad championship club bang about 20 in come back to Leeds and be firing on all cylinders because in the last few Leeds games when he's come on he's had chances and he just needs to put them away and every striker knows when you're putting away goals that gives you confidence to score more goals he just needs that goal and Patrick Bamford's sort of injuries and it's frustrating so I think top of Leeds agenda in January really is um bring a striker in but yeah the, the performance against Brentford was was pretty shocking I thought Lorente again just really inconsistent always got a silly mistake in him and that penalty was just soft as well uh, I couldn't understand I was watching the highlights there I don't know if you saw it Mike but Lorente steps over a through ball. It's the weirdest thing. It's like he could just literally like slide and stop it or kick it out. And he and he decides to like run over it. Weird. And then they come through and score. We made Brentford look good, essentially. Um obviously Ivan Tony's had an absolute blinder of a game. Um, but even that third goal for, for Brentford when it was a sort of a miskick kick for Melier and it was a, it was a mess at the back, like we made Brentford look better than what they were. And obviously, Jesse Marsh getting sent off. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love a bit of passion, but can't be doing that, I'm afraid. Yeah. I do think, like, from a manager, yeah, obviously you do like to see that passion, but you also are a leader. Like, you you really should be an example, right? Um, 
But he's not a player anymore. You know, he's 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 got to set the toe. Obviously, you want passion there, but you also want discipline as well. And I just think, yeah, that was just over the top for my liking. Anyway, but necessary. Gellart was uh, he was brought on and then off at the Everton game, right? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know who t- was taking your corners, but they were diabolical. I think it was Harrison, right? Honestly, it was they were some of the worst corners I've ever seen in my life, like yeah. at a professional level. But yeah. it's hit and miss with Jack Harrison because some games he looks like he's Gareth Bale, and some games he's just off the mark. It's really weird. But I, overall, FPL, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, hopefully, we get the Gareth Bale, Jack Harrison. Um, right, lads. <laughs> we'll move into the main belly of the show now, which is um, the Mavericks competition, which has been an absolute embarrassment and landslide to the guests at the moment. Um, I can maybe right. I'm bringing on far too many talented guests, or I'm just super shit. We'll probably go with both. Um, so, for the listeners, the, the name of the podcast. Um, a Maverick is a under 10% owned differential pick, which we love to chuck into our teams um, to help pump you up the mini leagues. Or if you get them wrong and you put too many in, sometimes they can uh, shoot you in the ass. So in this competition, um, I pick two, the guests pick two. It's six nil to the guests. No, five nil to the guests, six nil to the guests. We'll go with six nil um yeah and i really need to pull something out of the bag here and um, we have a slight caveat on the mavericks now because people are picking very high uh profile expensive players so if you do pick a player which is 7.5 or under or under 7.5 you get an extra two points just an fyi so you remember boys um so we'll maybe jump straight into it straight into it um who wants to go first mike and i no yeah i can go i can go first um so i I still find it really difficult i've not really had much time to to do my team this week i'm still i'm still trying to um still trying to work out who's even playing uh how many players i've got am i making some hits taking some minus points so and i still haven't done that yet so do you want my, me to go with mine first mike because i've got a few down well, here. i mean i mean i'm happy for you to, to go first but i have got one oh, <laughs> you got it's, right. <laughs> it's a bit late <laughs> it's a bit late in the day to start start picking them now um but my pick so i've got two one of them is um both of them are under 10 percent owned but one of them is a lot more maverick than the other <laughs> and I'm, I'm listening and i hear some of the boys picking um like these as you said pretty high profile players that just happen to be under 10 percent. and i'm always thinking oh yeah they're a decent player like you, your chances are you're gonna get points so i always like to go for like the very low owned ones um but I feel like maybe I'm probably biting up a bit more than I can chew here. And actually, I, I don't want to be the first one to lose it for the guests. So I'm a bit scared to do it. But I'm going to I'm going to say who my first one was, but I'm not going to pick them. OK, so I was going to say um, Son, who is an FPL machine uh, and is has been for a couple of seasons. Is he under 10 percent at the moment? Under 10 percent owned. Yeah, look decent against Fulham. Um, and yeah, playing Leicester this week, week and who have looked pretty poor, to be honest. Um, so I think he is a good pick, but he's not going to be my Maverick um, pick based on the fact that he's probably 11.6 million or whatever it is and a, a premium player. But worth mentioning, but my pick is going to be an old favourite of the pod of Neil, the seal. Oh, oh, wowzers. I've been looking forward to this day. I've gone mad. Neil, I like that pick. Yeah, because he played, obviously, last weekend, two weeks ago against Liverpool. Looked good, could have had one or two, or should have had probably one or or two goals. Um, And ran, ran a lot. And I think for a player in a new team, the fact that he, he, he ran the most out of any player on that pitch. So 
coming into a team um and having that fitness i think is really important because a lot of like new signings you come in they'll do 60 minutes 70 minutes and you know there's always like it's not match fit look good look fit look sharp got into decent positions as i said should have had a goal um allison decent save dcl is back in training so there is that worry that you know is he gonna get a played uh and then be 90 minutes uh i think that he will get 80 minutes is my guess um because i don't think they'll rush dcl back they have done it before and he got injured pretty much straight away um so i definitely think there'll be a why risk it for this one game when we've got still more time in the international break to get him really at full fitness so yeah that's my mad pick for for this week yeah, I like it, mate. I think um, next few games, West Ham at home, Southampton away, and even like Man United at the moment on, you know, firing on all cylinders for a, for a couple of week punt. Um, I think he's obviously got it in him to score FPL points. And, and at that price and um, percentage owned, he's going to do exactly what he says on the tin if you pick him. The question is, Mike, is he coming into your team? Um well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take a hit this week anyway because I've only got nine players who are playing, um, and a hit's really minus two this week, right? Yeah, like it's minus four, but you've got a zero, or even if they're playing blank, it's still two, so you're always going to be plus two, so it's minus two. Um, so I think that I will take a hit. The problem is I've got my strikers are J uh, Gabriel Jesus. Kane and Harland wow. so really I can't I can't I'm still trying to get rid of one of them because I want to throw up some funds but making that decision is is very difficult I think at the moment it's probably Gabriel Jesus is at the bottom of but but he's the cheapest as well so you know it's only a couple million anyway yeah I don't think it'll be coming into my team but I do think it's a difficult one because there are quite a, it's like Mitrovic now Isaac who are all kind of that non-premium strikers, but I think uh, Mope comes in a bit cheaper than them. I don't know about if I don't think I bring him in, but I, I think it's worth a punt if you were uh, feeling braver than I. Yep, fair play, mate. Well, I will look forward to seeing how Neil the Seal goes this weekend. Um, I think West Ham are still very inconsistent and haven't reached where they're meant to be yet. So at home everton you know i hope from a leeds fan point of view because i think we're in a relegation battle together um i don't want you to win it but you easily could i i don't think we'll be in a relegation battle this season everton i really don't see it and and obviously i'd be well i'm not going to be happy to eat my words i'd be devastated but i i just don't see it i think we'll kick on i really do so out of the teams that are just devil's advocate, out of the teams that are down there at the moment, Leicester, West Ham, Villa, Crystal Palace, and let's go Wolves. You think, you know, you're not going to be in and around that. They're, they're not going to come good. Who, all right. Who do you think goes down? Um good question i think leicester a real struggle i think i think uh brendan rogers will go um this season i think that he'll get probably longer than maybe other people will because i think he's been quite open that um quite open that you know he's had no funds and obviously they've got like a wage bill they had to reduce um i think that when he goes we'll have a weak bounce and it depends when he goes if they survive or not to be honest i think leicester will really really struggle um so i think potentially leicester and then i'm probably thinking forest i think they'll start to gel as a team that like they've made like a crazy amount of signings right um and i think they'll gel they'll have a patch where they're decent but i'm not sure whether they'll have enough and then ooh, I think it's going to be someone that you might not expect down there battling. 
Southampton or Villa. Scotty, before we move on. Uh, who do I think is going down? I think I think Everton could be down there struggling, to be fair. Um, I can't see your prediction of being sort of a mid-table team happening. Um, oh, I'd never said mid-table. I said anywhere <laughs> from 10 to 15, 16 is, is okay. It's an okay season. I think, I think Everton and Leeds will end up in a similar position. I'd be... I wouldn't be surprised if Leeds or Everton yeah, are right next to each other at the end of the season so far, just from looking at it. I mean, what, we're seven games in at the moment? Eight games in? Six. Six games in. So I, I suppose it is a little bit premature to be calling it. But yeah, it's a bit of a tough one because it's been such a strange start to the season. It's been all over the shop. There's been a lot of shock results, which is great to watch as a fan. But um, I can't see any of the the big boys like West Ham going down, couldn't see Villa going down. See, I'd hate to say it because I really wanted Forrest to do well, um, just because of like the history of the club and and you know, are, are they a one one team city or is there another is there another Nottingham team? Uh, Notts County might be. Not yeah, Notts County. Right. Okay, well that's yeah, completely right. Then. But yeah, I mean, it would be quite like quite nice to have someone like. Nottingham, uh, Forest still in the Premier League, but I think they'll struggle. So I, I don't know. It, it's, it's so hard to tell. It, it honestly is. So awful answer. You, you just dive in the question. Fair play. All right. Well, I'll jump into my Maverick. Um, I, I'm going to go with a Newcastle defender. And my main reason for that is because of their fixtures. I think and a, a really um, punchy FPL strategy at the moment is to double up on their fixtures. I think they're looking fairly strong at the back, um, keeping clean sheets. You've got Trippier in there already, then so who's who's your next pick? Um, I was going to go with Matty Target, but I've gone with Fabian Shah instead because he seems to start most games. He's solid. He's good from set pieces, so um, loves a header and he's scored a few bangers recently. So... You know, at um, 4.7, he's an absolute bargain for the next three games. He's 8.3% owned, so that 4.7 um, obviously is tying off the mic. It's giving me that, that two points. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to go on too much. I think Newcastle at the back, double up, not a bad strategy. Yeah. I think it looked really strong, um, Newcastle this season, actually. Obviously, they, I think they recruited well. Um, they got in that kind of good mix of exciting and young players um, uh, with the experience, with the experienced players as well. Uh, I think it's a scary thought, going back to last season, doubling up on a Newcastle defence. But yeah, they definitely sort of a, a lot more improved this season. Um, Eddie Howe's... You know, got him playing, playing well, organised. So yeah, I, I don't see any reason why not. He's he's got a goal this season as well, eh? Um, sure. Yeah. So I'm very happy with it. Yeah, good pick. Goddy boy. Okay. Um, I have three ah. on the short list. Go on, give, well, give us the one that you really like that you didn't what didn't go with before you give us what you got. I was going to go with Isaac for, for Newcastle. You just because I thought a Maverick was under seven million. I didn't realise it was under seven point five million, but I was looking at Isaac seven million. Him. You can have him, but if you wanted him, but anyway, seven million, five point five percent owned. I think you know without sort of. Callum Wilson struggling to stay fit. You know, he's, I think he's had a goal or two this season. Looks pretty decent. But I think my, my pick, it's a bit of a boring map pick, actually. But I really like the player. Done, I mean, Villa themselves are not having a great season so far. But um, Coutinho, 6.7 million, 4.2% owned. I think he's just one of these players with just absolute raw talent. Um, so I think if Villa pick up any sort of form, he'll be part of that sort of strategy because 
last season when I had him in, in, in my squad, he was just banging them in. And his quality was pretty consistent with the points. Um, and I definitely think Villa can get a result this weekend. I know they didn't, well, they got a result against Southampton, obviously. Um, but, you know, hopefully they'll take that good form forward and Coutinho will score a screamer. Well, is he from? I, is he, where's he even from? Is he from? Where did he come from? Sorry, in terms of the club, yeah. But did he come from Barcelona? Is that right? The Barcelona. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He had a few loans and all the rest of it. He was at Bayern for a bit and all sorts. But yeah, I think it was Barca. Um, so, yeah, well, you've, I think he'll come good. You've stolen. I'll jump into my Maverick there because you've stolen the team that I'm going with as well. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Leon Bailey. So that's funny because, um, no, the last game uh, that they played City, they started with Bailey and then brought on Coutinho. Um, so I think that one of you is going to be happy, going to be disappointed, and one of you is going to be happy. Um, and I'm just looking at the previous game against Arsenal real quick. Uh, and it was the same thing. So... Scott, I don't know about that pick to be honest, mate, because he's not. Yeah, Bailey scored. I know Bailey scored last week, but I know it's a rogue pick. But it's the whole point of a Maverick, isn't it? But you never. It is, mate. Fair. They could easily both play, or none of them play at all as well. So, yeah, Baston Villa. I think they've got a good um, run. Bailey, six point three percent. He's looking really handy. I think he's an outlet for them. Southampton, Leeds, and Nottingham Forest away. Their next three fixtures. I brought him into my team, so I'm even I'm backing him in at 4.7. Leaves me uh, 2.6 on the bench, um, which is going to help me if I need to get back to a Salah or upgrade my defence if um, a Liverpool asset or, or the likes of um, Trent actually starts defending or taking free kicks properly like he normally does. So, yeah, mate, I think it's a good pick. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see. How we go? Watch him not like play now. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I hope Neil Seal doesn't play as well, and Shah just gets me five. No, nah, he's got a brace in him this weekend. Shit. Right. Well, Maverick captain. I think we both or all know um, Harland is perma captain. Is there anybody that you both like that you would go off and against this weekend for the captaincy? Well, I'd say Sun was a pretty Mav captain pick, really, based on um, form, really. Like, obviously, he's not he's not really got the points this season. I think if you've got him in the team still, then, yeah, fair enough. You've got a lot of faith in him. But, yeah, I think if you've got a Mav cap, if you fancy a differential, it's not a bad shout. Yeah, I mean, if he's still in your team, I would definitely stick it on him. Um, he's just looked, he still had signs. I think we all know that Son is that type of player who's a bit of an XG buster. Like, he just scores more than he should. So maybe he's just had a little for, um, dip in his form and, and he does look like the signs are there. So um, even, I don't know if you watched the um, Champions League, Spurs had chances. And they looked devastating going forward and they just didn't stay on side. Uh, one note, just while we're here, Mac, uh, Rich Harlison looks great for Spurs. Well. Oh, the thing is, he's, he has been great. He was in a pretty shocking Everton side. And then there was the, you know, the narrative that everybody liked because he looks a bit moody. Um, that, you know, he's always pissed off. He's, he's grumpy. Like, he works so hard for the team and he's he's a great player. Um, and I'm, I'm glad to see him doing well at Spurs. Like, I want him to, to do well. He's a good bloke. Yeah, fair. Um, okay. Well, right. We'll move on to the final part of the show then. Upset of the week. Who wants to go first? Pick an upset, boys. It's difficult this week, you know. Um, I think that looking at the fixtures, I don't. A, I'm not sure which way is a is an upset, and then B, um, uh, the ones that I think I just don't think will happen. Like the Wolves one, really, is the the one that you're looking at as, as a big upset, but I don't fancy it. Um, Brentford 
to do Arsenal. And I'm just going to go through the whole fixture list. Um, I'm going to go with... Brentford to do Arsenal. Fair. It's easily a shout. I have to pick um, something, right? <laughs> you do, mate. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Scotty? I've now got back onto the right page of fixtures. Now, I was looking at last week's. Um, yeah, I think Leicester against Pop. What do you think Leicester will do at Spurs? Uh, well, yeah, because I think they've just had such a dip in form. And to be honest, I think Spurs are more than capable to throw a game. So I think a game like Leicester it could be like 2 1. In the Acho. Maybe to, to get fair, one or two, who knows? A win like that could save Brendan Rogers. So look, mm. I've and Spursy doing Spursy things is is uh well they did it in the midweek, so who knows? But yeah, I'm that would be a massive upset, Scott. Would be. I, I mean I'd be surprised if either of those two happened, to be honest. But I mean I don't know well, if you can even call Brentford beating Arsenal upset because haven't Brentford beaten like Every time they play, I mean, for every season, and and Brentford at home. Oh, oh, then Arsenal to win. Fine then, Arsenal to win. No, that's definitely not. All right, well, I'll I'll take the biscuit, and I'll go with Wolves to beat Man City. I think the return of the Wolf in Diego Madman Costa could bit bit early to be drinking in the morning, mate. Bloody hell. <laughs> I've hit it up. I, that's what I'm going out there. I, everyone laughed at me when they said Man United would beat Liverpool. So I'm sticking sticking my hat where it where it deserves. There is no way Costa plays more than five minutes of that game. He's coming to this unfit as anything. He is. He's the uh, he's the Rondon of Wolves. He's, he's moving around like be, a fridge. I'm going to blow in just watching him. Yeah. <laughs> the sheer presence of him in the stands will be enough to get the Wolves players <laughs> maybe if he's brought the dogs and let him on the pitch and <laughs> take out a few of the City ankles Bernardo Silva getting taken down by the Wolves yeah well look great pod lads I, I really enjoyed that thanks for staying up late and uh, coming on you're I'll, more than welcome mate and I reckon I reckon it's going to be Biting fingernails to see if the lads lose it for the guests first up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm confident, Neil. Confidence. Awesome, boys. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, been great to chat. Catch you next time. Speak to you then.